You're listening to Dr. E.J. McKenzie on Blog Talk Radio. Greetings, this is your host, Dr. E.J. McKenzie, with the Master Key, unlocking and liberating the rear you. Uh, you know that we have come out of a great meeting on last week with Prophet uh, Senegold and Pastor Howard Brigham, uh, three powerful nights of the supernatural manifestation and demonstration of the Holy Spirit. We want to share that with you tonight. We're going to share the first night with Prophet Senegal. This word that God gave him to deliver, not only to us, but this region. And I believe this word is going to be a blessing to you. I believe this word is going to challenge you. I believe this word is going to compel you to be the man and the woman of God that God has ordained, appointed, and on you to be. So get ready. Uh, call some of your family and friends. Uh, join uh, with us online and hear what the Lord has to say to us. God bless. Grab hold of your Bibles, we're going to Luke's Gospel. Grab hold of your Bibles, we're going to Luke's Gospel. Everybody grab your Bible, we're going to the Gospel according to Luke. It's all about you, Jesus. It's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. It's all about you. Luke, the 23rd chapter. Somebody shout glory. glory. I heard about 10 people on this side, nothing on this side. Everybody shout glory. glory. Luke, the 23rd chapter. Luke, chapter 23. Somebody shout fall. I want you to know that the atmosphere is voice activated. I said it's voice activated. So if you put nothing into the atmosphere, then nothing is activated for you. Somebody shout fall. Heaven waits for your command in order that it might move. In this realm, in the temporal realm, though God is sovereign, God is submitted. Ephesians 3 and 20, now unto him that is able. Doesn't change, he has the potential ability to do the exceeding, the abundant, but that waits according to your word, what you ask and what you think. Everybody that needs him to fall shall fall. Luke, the 23rd chapter tonight. Luke chapter 23. I need some folk that's going to talk to me in here. The 23rd chapter of Luke, if you would just oblige me and stand to your feet if you have it in honor of the word. Luke, the 23rd chapter, looking at the 18th verse. Luke 23 and 18. I see some of you are still turning. I'll wait. Luke 23 and 18. And the 18th verse begins um, by reading, And they cried out, all at once, saying, Away with this man, and release unto us Barabbas, who for a certain sedition made in the city and for murder 
was cast into prison. Pilate, therefore, willing to release Jesus, spake again to them. Verse 21, but they cried, saying, crucify him, crucify him. He said unto them the third time, why, what evil hath he done? I have found no cause in death of death in him. I will therefore chastise him and let him go. They were instant with loud voices, requiring that he might be crucified. And the voices of them and of the priests prevailed. Pilate gave sentence that it should be as they requested, and he released unto them him that was for sedition and murder, was cast into prison, whom they had desired, but he delivered Jesus to their will. We're going to talk just for a few moments from the thought misplaced honor, misplaced honor. You may be seated as his word is blessed. Hallelujah. Somebody shout miracle. As I was seeking the Lord concerning what he would to speak to us tonight, uh, he took me here into um, the gospel according to Luke um, to somewhat of a, a familiar passage of recording of the final days of the life of Christ, um, and uh, but took my attention here to this um, man introduced in the text by the name of Barabbas, um, took my attention here, and some things uh, in the text kind of um, bothered me here um, because it looks as though one who was deserving of one thing received another's reward while another who was undeserving of it received the unjust reward. Um, it's something that's going on, Apostle, in the body of Christ that we have kind of lost our ability to identify what is honorable. Um, and then as a consequence, because we have lost our ability to identify and define it, uh, then we have given definition to what is dishonorable and made it honorable. Um, and, and, and because we have almost become so used to dishonorable folk being honored, our appetite has now become for that which is dishonorable. You know, you can only eat something consistently for so long before you start developing an appetite for it. And then as I started looking across the body of Christ, I said there's an issue now because all of these honorable men and women of God are receiving the reward of the dishonorable while the dishonorable are receiving the reward of the honorable. And I said, God, there's a problem because the appetite of the people has been perverted. That there's an issue because the appetite of the people, uh, you know, when we gain an appetite to eat from unclean hands uh, and to eat from unclean serving places, uh, yet that which is clean we turn away from. There's an issue 
you know, we have an appetite as a people for unclean stuff, you know, um, for, for, for drama even. We have an appetite for the villain, you know. Uh, you know, you don't go to the movie, especially those of you that go and watch action films and horror films. You don't go there to see the good guy. Come on here. Uh, without a villain, it loses interest. You know, even growing up, I used to watch Big Bird, and I enjoyed Big Bird. Uh, I enjoyed watching Big Bird. But, you know, Big Bird didn't get uh, attentive to me until Oscar showed up, you know. And then when Oscar showed up, started causing a little issue, brought in his negativity, then there was my attention because something inside was attracted to that negativity. You know, you go to watch Batman. What good is going to watch Batman if the Joker don't show up? You know, you wait to see how the Joker is going to make his entrance. And while in the back facets of your mind, you are hoping and praying that Batman makes a comeback, uh, the subconscious nature is just desiring to see what is the Joker going to do. Oh, he got him this time. Something that is in us that just, we have that desire. We have that desire uh, to see the villain show up and, and to see, uh, you know, even even in school, even in school, you know, uh, everybody, when the bully started picking on somebody, they left what they were doing, ran over to go and witness what was getting ready to happen. Because there was something on the inside that naturally pulled towards chaos. There was something, there's something that is there that not just, you know, in those natural ways, but in our day-to-day -day relations and interactions with people. Uh, it seems as though uh, the troublemaker always is able to garner a little audience. I was talking to the Lord the other day. Uh, somebody, apostle, had left my church. And, you know, I'm not the kind of pastor that runs behind you. If you leave, you know, I give going away parties. You understand? Bake a cake. Come on. Uh, let me know where you're going. I'm going to send a letter to the new pastor. Uh, come on. Tell him you've been released. Uh, but I said, now, why is it folk just don't know how to leave quiet? I said, and then when they go, uh, it seems as though those that I have spent the most time praying for, fasting for, sowing into, they become the audience for the foolishness. Y'all don't want to talk to me in here. I'm going to talk anyway. Uh, because there is something on the inside of us. You know, and then we put on this old little false sense of humility. Well, you know, I was just concerned. You know, tell me what happened. Come on, I ain't going to tell nobody. Come on, you can tell me what really went down. You can tell me really what really went down. Because there's an appetite on the inside of us. Hmm. To find that what we can find that will bring some sense of perverted perception to what at one time we saw as pure. It is something in the nature, especially in the church culture that we have created, that we have to find something that is unrighteous. They cannot be as holy and as set apart as they say that they are. Something has to be wrong with them because something is wrong with you. And you just cannot fathom that they can be righteous while you have all these issues. 
that's, that's why we suspect people, you know, into self-righteousness. That's why we're so suspect of folk, you know, one, mm-hmm, they do all that shouting and dancing, doing all that screaming, all that hollering. Uh-huh, I know they ain't all that. I know they ain't holy as they put on because you know how you are. But tell your neighbor, neighbor, just because you're putting on the front, don't think I'm putting on the rich. Come on here. Uh, just because you still are trying to fake it till you make it, don't think I'm right there with you. Come on here. Uh, there's something inside of us. makes us suspect of those which stand before God. Uh, that makes us want to see. Uh-huh. I'm going to wait and see. I'm going to see how long this is going to last. Uh, new folks started joining my church apostle and some of my old folk were standing by and saying crazy stuff like I'm going to wait and see how long this is going to last. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've seen this before. Uh-huh. I'm going to wait and see what they're going to do. I'm going to wait and see. You know, that's how we do when we've been in church for so long. You know, we get this sense of uh, protection which really becomes suspicious because we have got to find something wrong. Tell your neighbor, it's possible that it ain't as much wrong with me as this what's wrong with you. So as the Lord began to take me here, he brought my attention to this situation that, you know, I think we look at, but we don't give hallelujah, much attention to uh, this man by the name of Barabbas. Not much in the text is spoken about Barabbas. Barabbas uh, seems to make a cameo on the scene, uh, like some of us do. Seem like the troublemaker has the easiest time in showing up and the easiest time in getting out. You know, they come and drop their bomb, uh, and as soon as they dropped it, they're gone. You know, uh, every one of you know somebody like that that that, that they perfected uh, dropping a stink bomb in the room, uh, and then they want to look around and wonder where the odor is coming from. You know, uh, Barabbas here shows up but then seemingly disappears from the text. I said, God, what is it that you are wanting me to see here about Barabbas? I want you to understand, those of you that are students of the Word, if you are going to come into the full counsel of the Word of God, you are going to have to go deeper than what you see on the surface glance of the Word of God. Uh, You're going to have to go and search out. John, the 21st chapter, tells us that it is not possible in the 25th verse that everything every piece of the story of the stories in the life of Jesus Christ it is impossible that they be recorded within the pages of this book Uh, you know in school they teach us about Joan of Arc they teach us about all these characters they're not found here in the word of God they are between the scriptures there are history books that have been written in order to make plain what may at first glance not be understood. So the Lord uh, draw my attention here to Barabbas. Uh, Barabbas who the text doesn't say much about. Um, All it shows us here is that Barabbas is sentenced on the same day as Jesus the Christ. Uh, Barabbas is a prisoner. Uh, Both he and Jesus are going through similar situations round about the same time. Uh, And I think that that was probably one of the most vexing things to me that how in the world is it that righteousness can and should endure the same situation as wickedness. 
I know y'all don't wrestle with that kind of stuff. But those are the kind of things that I talk to God about. How is it? And I know y'all ain't going to be real with me here tonight. I'm just talking to about five of you. How is it, God, that that which is righteous can look in terms of their situation uh, the same as that which is unrighteous? Uh, Have you ever looked at wicked folk and been like, now, wait a minute. I understand why they're dealing with what they are dealing with. uh, But I've been fasting. Come on. I've been praying. I've been coming to church. I'm a giver. I can't get nobody to talk to me. You ain't got to be real. I talk to myself. Uh, There's sometimes some of that becomes vexing to you. That how do I receive the same paycheck as those which are wicked? Come on here. How is it that I receive the same reward as that which is unclean? But can I prophesy just about 15 of you that God said I'm getting ready to separate the rewards. He said I'm getting ready to make it plain where my hand of favor lies at. Barabbas is here and he and Jesus the Christ are enduring similar situations. They're enduring similar situations uh, at the same time. Uh, it would have been, uh, if I were Jesus the Christ, probably could have gone through a little better if I wasn't going through the similar situation at the same time as somebody else. Because then everybody that's looking on think that I have the same reason to be suffering what they're suffering. I would suggest uh, that the most difficult part about unexpected tribulation and unexpected reward uh, that I'm not talking about just reward uh, but uh, unexpected uh, things that are given to us that the most difficult thing about it is having to endure it in the eyes of those that you have shown nothing but an investment that should return a certain harvest I would suggest that the most difficult thing about going through is going through in the presence of those who have seen you so in righteousness uh, yet seemingly you are reaping in wickedness. Jesus here he's going through and he's going through at the same time amidst the same people that are watching Barabbas go through there his situation. Uh, The text, the history of the text would suggest to us that Barabbas and Jesus, both of them are revolutionists. Both of them they are causing revolts from two different reasons from two different sides of the city. Both of them are considered zealots. Both of them are insurrectionists. Both of them cause confusion everywhere that they go. One for one reason, another for a different reason. Uh, Can I propose to you that there is even a right way to do wrong? Uh, Jesus is considered equally to be an insurrectionist, causes confusion. Barabbas' issues, uh, Barabbas revolts against the Jews and the Romans. In the text now, uh, Barabbas is Jewish, but his issue is that he was raised in a Jewish household. He knows the Jewish law, but now Barabbas has reached a certain age where he's going to Find out stuff for himself. You know, every one of you have reached that place in your natural life when you were living in your mother and father's house that you heard them, you heard all their warnings, uh, but there came a time where you got the attitude, I'm going to find out for myself. 
And then you came to the house of God with that same attitude. You heard your pastors preaching. You heard their warnings. But you said, I'm going to find out for myself. Uh, here Barabbas is. And he is now causing a revolt because he has an art against his father. Uh, Greek transcriptions record to us that Barabbas' real given name was Jesus Barabbas. Uh, during that time, Jesus was as common a name as David, John, Matthew is today. Uh, so now here is Jesus, or Jesus Barabbas, uh, who is causing these issues. Barabbas, Bar, Abba, the son of a father. Bar meaning son, Abba meaning the father. Here is Jesus, the son of a father. I am from southwest Louisiana, and there the priests are called father. Uh, the rabbis, the rabbinical teachers are called father. And so here is a man who has a reputation that is based off of his connection with his father. And now because he wants to get an identity of his own, now he's causing issues everywhere that he goes. Father is a term given to the rabbis of that time. Uh, so now we have Jesus Barabbas and then on the other side of the text and I'm going somewhere is Jesus the Christ uh, we have Jesus Barabbas on one side and then on the other side we have Jesus the Christ both of them's name is Jesus both of them are the son of the father Barabbas is the son of the rabbi the father Jesus the Christ is the son that prayed Abba Father, He is the incarnate uh, manifestation of God. Both of them are the sons of two fathers. Uh, Barabbas, Jesus Barabbas now, he has his own ideology about how to overthrow the Roman government. And as a result of being the great revolutionist that he was, he was able to garner a big crowd everywhere that he went. Uh, one of the most vexing things to me is folk that got folk following them simply because they are troublemakers. Come on here. Uh, that can't get no support for doing nothing right. Can I help you? If the only reason folk like you is because you cause trouble, they really don't like you. They like trouble. Uh, Jesus Barabbas here, uh, he has become popular with the Jewish people because uh, they too have some issues with the Jewish law. Uh, and can I submit to you uh, that this is why some houses of God all across this nation seemingly as though the enemy is able to get in and from the inside rip his way out. It's because there are those that sit among us that look to identify somebody that is as outwardly out of order as we are inwardly. And when we identify them, we get behind them because they say what we are afraid to say. Uh, lean on your neighbor, tell them you got to talk up for yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, don't be pushing me. Don't be pushing me in your junk. Come on here. Uh, don't be pushing me to be your mouthpiece. Uh, you got an issue. You need to be bold enough, come on, to announce it for yourself. Here is Jesus. Barabbas, uh, they look to him as their kind of Robin Hood to the Jewish people. He causes revolts everywhere that he goes and he causes the Jews to fight against the Romans. But on this particular 
particular day, uh, Jesus Barabbas not only causes a revolt, but on this day, origin, the historian records that in the midst of his revolt, he kills Roman soldiers. Uh, and not only does he kill them, but Josephus records that he kills them in the eyes of the women and the children so as to scar their heart and their mind. Uh, the enemy is bold when uh, he moves from doing his stuff in secret uh, to now he becomes blatant and open about what he's going to do. Come on here. Uh, there's a certain boldness that have crept into the house of God and even into the people of God where now we don't just want to do our stuff but we want to make sure folks see us do our stuff and we do it in the name of keeping it real. Can I tell you if your real causes you to be fake you ain't no more real than you were before you said you were keeping it real. Uh, we do it now in the name of I'm going to be real here. And so now he goes and he kills these Roman soldiers and he wants to make sure that he leaves a scar in the mind of the women and in the children. He does not want them to be able to forget uh, that particular day. He wants them uh, no matter how long their life is to have a memorial about the day that Jesus Barabbas uh, was able to cause such a revolt that even Roman soldiers died at his hand. Can I tell you people of God the enemy uh, has an art against us and his art against us is he wants to find some trophy men and women of God to slay before the people. Uh, he has some arts against us and that is he wants to find those that are righteous those that are holy and he wants to make them as a memorial that we might not forget that the enemy was able to even as the scripture says uh, deceive the very elect uh, but I'm telling you here today that God said I'm getting ready to restore honor to those that are honorable uh, did I tell you to touch somebody yet I'm not going to tell you yet but just whisper to somebody tell them honor is being restored uh, your neighbor ain't prophesying that you find somebody else and so now here is Jesus Barabbas he's going against his father's wishes on the same day that Jesus the Christ is here both of them are making their entrance through Jerusalem uh, the city of Salem the city of peace uh, the conflict now with Jesus the Christ is I am sent in the name of peace but in order to cause peace I must cause war uh, the conflict that Jesus wrestles with is I am sent to heal but in order to heal I must be afflicted that's the kind of dichotomy we wrestle with in the house of God I'm sent to do this but it seems as though when I'm sent to do always the equal and the opposite will come up against me uh, seems as though what I've been anointed and apostolically called to do uh, my my strong suit will ultimately become my weak suit. Can I tell you why the enemy is hitting you where he's hitting you? Because
because he wants you to think that where he's hitting you at is your weak place because he recognizes it's your strong point and he knows now if I can change their perception and make them think that this is a weakness rather than a strength he said I'll shift your focus Ah, he wants to take your focus away from knowing what God has called you to do but can I tell you if there was any question in your mind that that's where you were strong and if you need the answer if you need an answer to resolve the question can I tell you the answer is in the mirror the mere fact that you ain't dead yet is an indication that that is your strong suit the mere fact that you ain't lost your mind yet can I tell you some of the stuff you went through other folk done quit packed up killed themselves some of the stuff you done fought through some folk are in insane asylums having to wear a white suit every day but tell your neighbor if you didn't know look at me now you know the hand of God is still on my I don't care who said what how many folks said it tell somebody with an attitude his hand is still on me uh, be seated now. I'm almost done here. Uh, here is Jesus Barabbas and Jesus the Christ. They're both causing revolutions. One causes a revolution in the name of war. Another causes a revolution in the name of peace. One comes to kill. One comes to give life. Matthew the 27th chapter and the 16th verse recalls and records Barabbas as a no prisoner, uh, which means he was notorious. He was well known for fighting the Jews. Uh, he was well known for causing issues. But now on this particular day, even the Jews take an art with Barabbas because Barabbas, we were with you as long as you were just trying to stand up for what was right. But on this day, Barabbas, you done messed around and not just killed some of them. But in the midst of your revolution, you have caused some of us to die as a casualty of your foolishness. Ah, Barabbas, we have an issue. We were with you as long as you were just speaking up for righteousness. But now, Barabbas, you done called some stuff that cannot be undone. Can I tell you, you ought to have an issue with anybody who in their haste to do what they want to do causes you you to suffer. You ought to have an issue with any spirit that in its haste to make its presence known causes you to go without here. They are. We have an issue Barabbas because some of our own have died this day. His relationship with his father was strained and now his attitude is I want you to remember that I am Jesus Barabbas. I am the son of a father. Yeah, me. I'm the son of a preacher. Yeah, yeah, I'm the one. I'm the one that was raised in church. I'm the one that has been here the longest. I've been under the word. I know the principles of God. Yeah, but I'm still going to do what I, that is the audacity and the boldness 
of the spirit that has crept in even today uh, that we want to take it as a trophy uh, and the enemy wants to use us as a trophy that you should know better uh, but yet I'm able to deceive even you uh, that you've been under the word but I'm able to trick even you uh, tell your neighbor neighbor nothing's going to get me out of the plan of God for my life I don't care how many people uh, back me up in it I'm not going to let nothing get me off the path that God I don't care how easy it is God said to remind us narrow is the way and few there be that go therein uh, now Jesus Barabbas is arrested this day uh, they are going to arrest him for murder and not just for murdering Jews but he's murdered Roman soldiers but on the same day that they arrest Jesus Barabbas am I boring you with my history yet it's going to make sense in a minute on the same day that they arrest Jesus Barabbas by night they go and find Jesus the Christ illegal they were not supposed to arrest anyone by night it had to be done in the day so that there could be a trial by a jury of their peers uh, but they knew I've got to isolate Jesus the Christ if I can get him when no one is around him and can I tell you that's the trick of the enemy is independence he wants to isolate you autos Separately, autonomy <laughs> wants to get you off by yourself <laughs> uh, make you think ain't nobody there for you <laughs> make you think you don't need nobody <laughs> make you think you can go through it and handle it by yourself <laughs> because he knows that sheep's only defense system <laughs> is to remain with the other sheep <laughs> sheep don't have no no system of attack <laughs> they have no way to defend themselves <laughs> except to be amongst the other sheep <laughs> that when a wolf comes up against a pack of sheep. He is not able to identify individual sheep. But when they come together, the thickness of the coat on them causes them to look greater than what they really are. Can I tell you the greatest weapon you have is sticking close to the anointed that God has set among you. The enemy knows if you ever mess around and really get in covenant with your house, really get in covenant with your church. Really get in covenant with your man and woman of God. He knows if you ever mess around and get so close enough that you've lost all of your own personality and taken on the spirit of the house. He knows then that he has no more authority over you. They wait till Jesus is by himself. And then here they come. Here they come. And now they take Jesus Barabbas and they take Jesus the Christ and they throw them both in the same cell. They have both come in Jerusalem on the same day. On one side of the city you have Jesus Barabbas and the people are chanting Jesus Barabbas Jesus Barabbas and then on the other side of the city you have Jesus the Christ and the people are chanting Hosanna Jesus the Christ. Now in the ear 
ears of those that are listening. Uh, you have a mixture of revolution. On one side, he who is making war. On the other side, he who is making peace. On one side, he who is notorious for causing trouble. On the other side, he who is known for healing and raising the dead. On one side, he who is known to always be contrary. Can I tell you there's something wrong with you? If you got an issue with everything, can I tell you something that's off in your spirit? If you contribute to everything and everybody, if you can't get along with nothing, if every word offends you, if every word bothers you, something is off in your spirit. One who is known for being off, another who is known for showing up at the most unexpected time and causing now an issue because what should have been the reward whenever Jesus showed up, the thing had to turn around. I would propose to you that the suffering that Jesus is about to go through has nothing on the suffering that he has already endured for these 32 plus years of his life. What suffering do you mean, Bishop? Having to go through, knowing who you are, knowing what you're capable of, but where you are has you limited, unable to do what you know you can really do, unable to function at your maximum capacity, unable to fulfill what you have been able. Have you ever been there? Ever been in something where you said, I know, I know I know how to handle this. I know I know, but there was something that limited you. Jesus now goes through life with two kinds of life. He is all God, 100% God. He has inherent life uh, given to him uh, from his father. But wrapped up on the outside of his inherent life is inherited life. He has his 100% God nature locked up on the inside of his man nature. And every now and again we get a little glimpse of the God nature that was in him. Every now and again he'd show up and a blind man's sight would return. And he'd tell him, now see to it that you tell nobody because they ain't ready to handle this yet. Every now and again he'd show up somewhere. Show up when they were getting ready to stone somebody. Tell the woman, go on now, sit no more. Don't tell nobody because they weren't ready to receive it. Yet can I tell you why God has seemingly allowed opposition to hit you the greatest? Because God said those that were where you were were not able and ready to handle the fullness of what was locked up inside of you. But can I tell you God's getting ready to change your audience. I don't hear nobody here. I said God's getting ready to change your environment. He said I'm making a people ready that are going to be ready to receive and handle everything that I've set on the inside. He goes through life never doubting who he was. And that was the greatest offense against his enemies. You mean to tell me after all we're going to call you? We call you a liar. We call you a witch and a warlock. We say that you are entangled with the magi. That you still have the nerve to be convinced of who you are. That's why your enemies can't stand you. Because all they done said about you, you are still walking in purpose. That's why they don't like you. 
because they thought they were going to define you. They thought what they were going to say was going to be what you were going to do. Uh, but tell your neighbor, I know who I am. And I'm not going to let no naysayer, no hater, no witch, no warlock, no downer change what God called me to be. Uh, tell your neighbor, I am who I am. Can't do nothing about it, can't change it. You ain't got to like it. Matter of fact, I was in prayer the other day, Bishop, and I asked the Lord Apostle, who in the world told these folks that I needed their approval to be who God called me to be? I got a little offended because I said there's a boldness that then came on these folks. That they think that I have to wait for their release to be with God. That's why the enemy don't like you. He thought you were going to tuck tail and run <laughs> the last time he tried to take you out. <laughs> That's why he's fighting you so hard. <laughs> he thought you would have threw in the towel a long time ago. <laughs> but I believe I got at least 50 folk in here <laughs> that said, I tried to quit. I just can't figure it out. <laughs> I tried to walk away. Can't find the exit. <laughs> tried to throw in the towel every time I threw it back. <laughs> it came right back to me. <laughs> Can I tell you, God said, you cannot quit. <laughs> he said, you cannot die. Ah, <laughs> uh, you might look like you're dying now, <laughs> but prophesy to one person, tell him I shall live <laughs> and not die to declare the work I can't hear nobody hear. <laughs> he thought you would have quit part, you would have gave up. Ah, <laughs> uh, but right when you were ready to throw in the towel, <laughs> I ain't talking to everybody here, <laughs> but I'm preaching to myself now. <laughs> right when I was on the verge, ready to jump off. <laughs> Right when I was ready to quit, thought I had it figured out. <laughs> uh, when I was ready to give up, ready to die. <laughs> a second wind showed up out of nowhere. <laughs> uh, I was ready to lay down. <laughs> ready to throw up my hands. <laughs> ready to surrender. <laughs> but right when I was ready <laughs> to send my resignation notice to God, <laughs> here came a second wind <laughs> that said, when you thought you were going to resign, <laughs> I've come to promote you and I came to prophesy to about 30 folk in here I know you thought resignation was now but I hear the Lord I hear him saying promotion is now go encourage three people tell them your promotion is now I know it don't look like it I know you can't see it but promotion is now here we are. The rabbis is here. He's been arrested because of his issue. And then here we are. Jesus Christ is here. He's been arrested because of the solution. They've been given the same judgment. They, they've been given the same prison. Whoa. They, they've been given the same situation. But the Lord told me to tell you that your condition is not your conclusion. And where you are right now is not where you're going to stay. Is there anybody here? I 
said, is there anybody here that can feel it in your spirit? I see where I'm at right now. But something inside of me is telling me it's getting ready to change. I'm not deceived about where I am. But what I know is that he's faithful to watch over his word, to perform it to completion. And I'm telling you, the Lord, the Lord said, I'm getting ready to perform my word into completion. He said, but I got to see when what you see don't look like what you heard. I got to see when you can trace me. Can you still trust me? He said, once you pass, once you pass that test, I'm going to restore. And I heard the Bible say, I will restore unto you the years that the palmer were. I don't hear nobody in here. He said, I will restore the years that the canker were. Slacks about a high five. Tell them restoration. That's your word. Whatever you lost, whatever was stolen, I hear the Lord say, I am restoring and I'm giving it back. Greater than you lost it. I'm giving it back. Bigger than it let you. Because I hear the word saying, Greater, greater is the end of a thing than the beginning. And he told me to tell you, if you ain't that greater yet, I don't care what the devil say. It can't be your end yet. Because the end has got to be greater. Your ladder will be greater. I hear one word. I hear him say ladder. This is where you're going. That's where you're walking in. Tell somebody ladder. I'm showing up at my ladder. I know he wanted me to say in my former place. But I hear Zion calling me. Saying come to your ladder. Somebody clap those hands. And bless God. There he is. Here Barabbas is. Here Jesus is. On the same day as Barabbas is, they're called now before Pilate. Pilate shows up, and when he looks at the two, after having spent the whole night in prison, I want you to imagine the conversation that went on the night before between Jesus the Christ and Jesus Barabbas. Jesus the Christ asked Barabbas, what are you here for? I murdered some folk. 
killed some soldiers, <laughs> killed some of my cousins, <laughs> all in the name <laughs> of I wanted to be known. <laughs> and then imagine now, <laughs> the rabbis asked Jesus, <laughs> what are you here for? <laughs> I laid hands <laughs> on a few sick folks, <laughs> and they messed around and recovered. <laughs> I prophesied <laughs> to a few lost folks, <laughs> and they messed around and came back. <laughs> I called a dead man out of his grave and he had the nerve to come back to life that's why I'm here imagine now Barabbas the psychological conflict that it now has to wrestle with I'm here and I know I deserve it I know I'm supposed to be here but here's this man hadn't done nothing to nobody but he's going through the same thing that I'm going through and then the next day comes and they're both summoned to stand before Pilate Pilate knows that he's got two men one is a murderer and another is a revolution one is in rebellion and another has been sent to do his father's business here is Pilate trying to figure out what in the world is going on there is a problem when folk in the world can identify when righteous folk have been unjustly accused and unrighteous folk have received righteous judgment there is an issue when folk in the world can come and identify no that's a righteous man that's a holy man but we in the house of God we still trying to discern still trying to figure folk out here is Pilate trying to figure out what is going on now Pilate Pilate shows up and he speaks now he says there he is I got an issue now I cannot find why this man is here I don't know why this man is in this so now I gotta help I'm gonna help y'all out Bible said that here is Pilate trying to judge this situation the Bible said I said the Bible said that now Pilate he speaks up he says there's a custom because of the time of the year it was they were approaching the feast of tabernacles and according to Roman custom they could release one prisoner here Pilate he put the law out Pilate knows this isn't a Jewish law but any attorney will always search out precedence in order to get his client off a trial Pilate cannot reveal now that he is partial towards Jesus Christ but as Pilate is trying to judge just the situation Josephus recalled that according to Matthew chapter number 27 Jesus encountered 
a woman by the name of Claudia. Claudia now had a son by the name of Pilo who was laying on his feet. And according to Matthew 27, on the same day that Jairus' daughter was healed of her infirmity, Jesus reached out and touched Pilo. Claudia's son, the wife of Pilate, healed their son. So as Pilate is here, Josephus records that Claudia shows up to speak to her husband. Said, wait a minute, husband. This is the man that laid hands on our son and caused her life to come back to come back to his legs. And according to Roman culture, if a male child was lame on his feet, it was a reproach against the family. So now Claudia says to Pilate, this is the reason that we are where we are, because this man showed up and laid hands on our son. That doesn't work. Pilate is listening, listening to his wife. She said she had a dream, and in the dream, she saw Jesus and saw, saw how Jesus was going to come back. She saw how the sun was going to turn to blood. She says, Pilate, you can't kill him. Pilate, I don't care what they're saying. You can't do it. But Pilate, Pilate knows I cannot reveal my personal relationship with Jesus right now. Because if I let them know, they'll recuse me as being partial in Jesus' favor. So he says, I'm going to work it out. Here's what you can do. You can pick one and let him go. And the other one will have to suffer. It's a no-brainer now. You have a murderer on one side. You have a liar on one side. And on the other side, you have Jesus, the Son of God. Jesus, the God incarnate. One side is a murderer who, according to law, is supposed to die. Have you ever been there where it seemed like it was a no-brainer? I've been holy. I've been righteous. I've been in prayer. I've been in fasting. There's a no-brainer how this is going to work out in my favor. But there are some of us that have suffered unsolved mystery. I don't know why I had to go through what I went through. Y'all don't want to talk to me here. I don't know why I had to lose what I lost. But encourage your neighbor. Tell them, neighbor, God is faithful. 
that what he started, he's got to complete it. And I got good news. He's getting ready to complete something in your favor. It might not look like it now. It may not seem like it now. But I heard the Bible say, we've we, we been weeping. We've we, we been weeping. May endure for a night. But I heard him say, John, hey, John, grab one person. Tell him I got a word. I got a word for you. And the word is, good morning. That means your night is over. The word is, good morning. Weeping is over. Crying is over. I heard the psalmist record to us. Trouble, trouble, don't last all the way. Is there anybody here that can feel your way out? Is right down the road. Is there anybody here that says I don't, I don't have it now, but I can hear the sound of my stuff is in the distance. It ain't here yet. It ain't showed up yet. But I can hear the wheels of the delivery truck in the distance. Can't see it yet. It ain't here yet. But I can see the dust in the distance that's telling me that the wagons, the wagons are coming. Tell somebody your wagon is coming. It ain't here yet. You ain't got it yet. But I heard him say, it's on the way. I heard him say, tell him this word. He said, tell all the praises that I just moved the delivery data. He said, tell the praises you thought it wasn't going to come till this time next year. But I hear two words. Access Access granted. The heavens just open. Somebody shout it, yeah. Somebody shout it, yeah. Shout it, Pilot. Yeah. Pilot. Pilot is here. He's got an issue. I got to decide who gets the honor. And it seemed like Jesus now got the short end of the stick. The text says, as Pilate now makes the option known, the Bible said that this one is the Son of God. The Bible said now, he here Pilate is trying to decide who's going to get the honor of this reward. And the text says, when they gave the people an opportunity to speak, the text says that the people that should have spoke up in Jesus' favor, they seem to be the same ones that scream crucify. 
Have you ever been there where it seemed like the ones that you help, the ones who bills you pay, the ones whose daughters that you prayed out, whose sons you fasted out, they were the first ones to scream crucify. Have you ever been connected to folk that you were there when they needed you? You were there when they called on you. But every time you needed some backup, there was nowhere, nowhere to be found. But I hear the Lord say that I'm raising up some righteous backup. I hear the Lord say that I'm raising up some righteous help. I hear the Lord say help is on the way. I hear him saying where you're weak I'm sending strength but the best thing that the enemy did to you was put you in a vulnerable place. The best thing that the enemy did for you was to leave you weak because when you're weak He's made strong What you thought What you thought was death Was really the enemy Stepping out to bless you I heard the Bible say Except a grain of weed Fall into the ground and die It abideth alone The Lord told me to tell you You have to die He told me to tell you I got you right where I want you to be it seemed like you're on life support. Seemed like you're barely breathing. Is there anybody here that said it feels like I'm on the verge of losing it all? Is there anybody here that said, I'll be honest, I've been strong before, but my faith is a little challenged. I know y'all don't want to be honest here, but I I've been there before Well I said God I've been strong before But you gotta help me now How In the world That I end up here After all I did After all I gave up After all I sacrificed How How in the world That I end up here He told me to tell you What you thought What's the plan of the enemy? He said, I'm gone. I know everything. I know what it was. I know what it is. And I know what is to come. And he told me to tell you what you thought was the devil's plan. It was really a part of my plot. What you thought was the enemy getting the upper hand. It was really my way to bless you. Because when the enemy came up against you, like a flood, it released me to lift up a standard. I just heard the Holy Ghost. He said to tell you that the dam just broke. What was blocked up? What 
was congested. He said, relief. Touch your neighbor. Tell your neighbor, something's moving. Something is shaking. Something is on the way. Somebody's blessing in here. Bible said, here is Pilate getting ready to go. Pilate now, he gives opportunity. To continue hearing this message, you can purchase it by contacting us at 305-698-0765. Or you can log on to the internet by going to our website at www.ejmpcc.com. Or you can reach us by email at info at ejmpcc.com.